Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Difficult to Please podcast. I'm Erwin. And this is JV. This is season two, episode eight. Episode eight, yeah. W- eight. Yeah. We almost there. Um, Last Jedi. This is uh we we called this on our notes rap is pop. Or yeah, what rap is you, pop or hip hop as pop. Or pop. Yeah, one of the two. Uh we'll flip a coin at the end. There it'll coincide somehow, some way. It'll work. We'll make it work. <laughs> we gotta squeeze that square into the, the circle hole. Yeah. Um uh, we're trying to get a little bit more consistent. Um there's some big news on the horizon. Not gonna drop it right now. Oh, okay. I was like <laughs> There's oh, some things uh, in the works, but can't say it right now. Alright, I mean <laughs> I don't think it's that bomb like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it yeah, could be. It could be. Could be. You gotta stay to listen for more than thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, Join with us. We'll drop it in. Yeah, so we're at yeah, episode eight. I mean, we have maybe two more episodes left. We can totally stretch two it. Two plus. Yeah, we we could stretch it. Now that I'm no longer in school because I've finished. You're slow at that. Because <laughs> um, what, what did you end up finishing uh, your degree program with? I finished in healthcare. Flex on them. Flex on them. Healthcare administration. It's kind of like. Business administration, but more focused on health. So, are you, uh, so is that uh, grounds for a uh, pay raise negotiation? I don't think it's pay raise negotiation. No. I don't want to push it with like nonprofits and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because everyone's like asking me the moment I finish, like, are you gonna leave? <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, not yet. There's something. There's like some things I need to build up on like my resume first before I want to do that. And Sharp can offer me some of that. So. I will stick with it for maybe a year plus, and then I will decide from there. Well, it's good that at least your uh, workplace is investing in your education and furthering your uh, career path. I did get denied our scholarship, though, so I was kind of like, womp, womp. I know, I like, JV. you are not a <laughs> recipient of this scholarship. I'm like, man. <laughs> Butt hurt. It's all, <laughs> I wrote JV, a letter of wreck. And I'm like, I don't have a place of business. I think I, I might have put difficult to please. I'm just Wait, what? <laughs> on, on the letterhead. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. Did you, oh, I didn't I put, read I put, it. I put my, put my home address. Nice. Very nice. Um, shit. Didn't get into it or we drop in. Got anything uh, to catch up on since the last episode? Gay trees. Gay trees. <laughs> Racist trees. Racist trees. Um, Things to follow up on on that one. Terms of service. Facebook. Mm. Alex Jones. Tucker Carlson. There's Tur- nothing that really happens. Other yeah. than Facebook is going on in like another... Like, yeah. They're just... Yeah, nothing really. Facebook isn't really... Yeah, that's... There's like what? They're, they're getting slammed again. That's about it, but... It's, yeah, it's like every other. The, I guess the only thing in uh, current events and news is the the Mueller report released, which I am listening to. I'm on the second volume right now. Like you, 
someone is reading it to you. Yeah, so someone's reading the Mueller report to me, right? Fuck, that's like, so so boring, okay, dude. but Audible is doing it. You can get it with your free. <laughs> oh shit, that right? That's <laughs> yeah, right. We have an Audible thing, so I was gonna save it for that. But you know, but I am reading it on Audible. Audible put it out for free. That's oh why. yeah. So you can actually read. So someone will read you the Mueller report. Oh. And I, that's I, I skip. Yeah, I skipped the, the. The room, the collusion. Okay. And I went straight to the obstruction of justice, and it's freaking fascinating. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. It's super nuts how much shit he has on, like, so many things. And there's, like, so many, like, the wording was so precise. It's kind of like, you definitely need someone who understands law to, like, be like, oh, okay, that's why all these people are pursuing, like, impeachment hearings. Because it's kind of like, if you studied law, I think you would have a better understanding of what he's trying gotcha. to say. Yeah, like um, what was it like last week or the other week when they uh, they were pushing to get the Mueller report out into the public? I, I was just I checked out, man. I'm like, ah, that's, what's this? What's the it's end a big game here? It's yeah. a big stretch, yeah. in my opinion. It's yeah. a big reach. I think they're trying to grasp at anything right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's well worth it too, but they're really trying to grab it. It's Part of it's kind of like, I feel bad for the senators who are kind of, like the ones who are running for president, they have to like kind of think about it, like, oh, do we push this, or do we just focus on a campaign? In my opinion, I think they should just focus on a campaign, because Bernie Sanders like, said something really profound at the CNN town meeting. He said, like, well, if we keep talking about Trump and impeachment, it's going to only work in his favor, so let's just like let the House do it first, mm-hmm. and let, let us focus on our... like." Yeah. running okay Don't, well that's interesting yeah, yeah. Let, let the system let, let the people and let the the law like take its course don't push it but there's a bunch of shady shit in there so you sh- <laughs> it's pretty fucking interesting yeah i, I was watching a trevor no uh, trevor noah clip today in a kind of in a nutshell he explained this whole thing of like well it's like if a if a kid ate cookies or no, he's in if cookies. He, if a kid ate his cookies, yeah. or if he didn't eat the cookies, and the mom's asking, "Did you eat the cookies?" and he's like, "No, I didn't eat the cookies," <laughs> but he's still blocking the door. Yeah, she's like, "Why are you blocking the door?" And I was like, "Because <laughs> I didn't eat the cookies." I mean, what are you talking yeah, about? that's. I was like, "Oh, that's that's a really that good made, way to dumb it down." That is a very good way to dumb it down. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna invest in fucking time. I'll just wait. Yeah, because there was a. He didn't also Fuck said it. in like in a future segment that someone got arrested for. Resisting being arrested. Yes. And then it's kind of like, so what was the original crime? It's like nothing. He just resisted arrest. And it's kind of like. No, but what was the crime? Resisting arrest. Resisting arrest. Like, okay, what was was the original one? It's like nothing. He was just. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's pretty stupid, too. Speaking of pop culture, let's pop culture. Let's just jump jump into it. Um, so we're, so when talking and doing all the research about, um, whether or not hip hop is pop culture or the, the driver of pop culture currently, and this goes back to our previous episode of, uh, BTS is youth culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which they also incorporate hip hop into their yeah. stuff. And, and to, to add upon that, it's like, yeah, Blackpink also just performed at fucking Coachella both weekends. Oh, man. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I love. There's, that's like, the, it was the first K pop group, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be 
uh, on the set list for Coachella. I wonder how that went out. Like, I'm super curious how that went out. Because I'm like, for me, if I, I can't really see Black Pink performing too well on it, but I could only see, I could see BTS doing it really yeah, well. Yeah, call in 5701933. <laughs> Tell us what you thought. Caller nine. <laughs> Caller nine. Blackpink was garbage. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I do like Lisa from Blackpink. Just uh, put it out there. All right, peace. <laughs> oh, she's the only Thai person in Blackpink. She's not Korean. Oh, oh, is she the rapper? No, she's the rapper. She is the rapper. She's one of the okay. rappers. Yeah, okay. She's the only one who kind of <laughs> looks a little different from the rest. So yeah, going back. So going back to like k-pop and and what music does to drive culture and youth culture specifically and and we're talking about it in this kind of perspective is that for now like drake ha- like for i'm t- using drake as the example because drake is the, like he is the icon yeah he's the one who is getting all the streams he has a show on uh beats one radio on apple and he leads all the streams on fucking spotify so it's like it's easy to kind of put uh, him as the, the one that drives culture and youth culture and especially pop. Right. But then you can also say from around the world too that hip hop's always been a part of um, pop music. Like for example you got M-Flow in like the early 2000s. You had early K-pop and J-pop. Yeah. That also always incorporated sure. like rap like yeah. rapping. And then you had the, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers too who, weighed, who did a way like who incorporated Mm-hmm. rap into like rock music kind of thing and then you had like Aerosmith, Aerosmith and, and Run DMC yeah, yeah which is the, the classic yeah and the Linkin Park <laughs> and then Linkin Park which is our gen <laughs> but yeah I, I mean and and we come at it with this kind of perspective I mean we both have our own takes but it's just a matter of because uh, I because I know I, I feel like this is uh, an episode we might get heat from yeah. A push, I don't want to say he, but like pushback, and and, and Rona did bring up like oh, you know there's going to have be people out there that are be have like really strong opinions. What? Cu- yeah, it's pop the, culture. And it's going to be the purest for sure. Like it's it's definitely it's definitely going to rub purest the wrong way for sure. Because, but then, so what our goal for this podcast, this episode today is, it's kind of like. Yeah, we understand like why the PRs are upset, but it's you can't take away that it's integrated into pop culture. Yeah, it, just like every yep. other movement was kind of like integrated into it, like rock, mm-hmm. like when rock music was into it, like, and then you had punk, like the whole punk scene, mm-hmm. and then like you had pop punk, which is like you know like Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day, and Sum Forty One, and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. that took away from like. The Clash and like the other yeah. like super like anti-government rock bands right. and stuff like that. Like it, like, it, uh, it like, happens. Like Brit punk. Yeah, it, and it happens and it sucks. Like while like I sit here thinking like I will never listen to Drake and stuff like that. Like I I don't, but it's kind of like well I accepted like this is this is this is music now. This is pop culture now, and like while I still like the scratching, the DJ scratching mm-hmm. and all that, and like the turntables. Yeah. Like, it has its place. Like, I'm not going to say it's like, oh, you're outdated. But it's its own art. It's still hip-hop. It's still, like, a foundation of hip-hop. It's just... What do you want to say? <laughs> well, I want to say, like, straight out, like, no one gives a fuck. Sorry, Pyrrhus. Like, they don't. Like, people, normal people don't give a fuck that what the culture is. 
what like are you, are you saying like what the culture was? Yeah, they don't at, care at about its, at its roots. Yeah, they don't care about what like the hip hop roots were. They don't care about like the inner city struggle. They don't care about like you know like yeah the street life. They don't care about any of that. They just want to drink. What, what's that drink they all do? Like purple <laughs> drink lean? Yeah, lean and shit. Like it sucks. It it feels super like horrible and ratchet, but. This is what this is what it is. Like the reason why I say like hip hop is a, is now pop culture is because it's integrated into like different genres. Yes. Like EDM, it's in there. You mm-hmm. had Pitbull. Like would you ever consider Pitbull like hip hop at that time? Sure. Before he started doing I mean he like, he's always LSDJ samples and he's, stuff like that. He's always you know, like played into the dance scene. I mean, he's very like party music. Okay, so yeah, but it's fine. I mean, like what he was doing was rapping, and what he was doing was well, was yeah. And you could, it, like, you know, if you really want to break it down from way back then, you could say that West Coast hip hop kind of like ruined hip hop at that time. That's why the whole yeah. West Coast East Coast feud thing was happening. It's like, and then then you had two thousands. Like, would you say? Eminem was like the one who kind of like start started getting the ball rolling, and then you had like the party crunk music, and then all like escalated to what it is now to the trap beats and whatnot, and then like yeah yeah okay. and then then you have like Lil Nas X that's that whole like controversy about if he's country music with rap music, mm-hmm. but then because you know someone's saying like oh it's because of his race it's not considered country, but if you want to go back to like. There's a song called uh, Mean to Be by Beba Rexa that uses a trap beat and then it uses like a hip hop beat. Yeah. So oh. but is that still considered? Oh, the one, yeah, the, the one from the episode of the, the Vox episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is... <laughs> what it's meant to be. Yeah, it's like, okay, so that's still considered country, but that has a lot of hip hop elements into it. Yeah, and, and I, at the end of the day, the the medium of what hip hop is now of like a lot of trap beats and the way that it's being stylized does bleed in yeah they it bleeds into other genres so that's why it's so it's so easy that hip hop rap is pop culture because fucking Ariana Grande was you know she's doing shit with future she's and you know there's other pop country artists that have have adapted these kind of Hip hop elements, so like drum beats and, um, yeah, definitely instrumentation that helps mm-hmm. it like try appeal to a broader base. And then going back to it, it's like, you know, going back to the roots of like what hip hop is. Yeah, it's different now, but like if you l- read interviews with different artists from the last five, ten years, like a Vince Staples, like no one gives a fuck. Like they will echo your statement of like, well, we don't make music for the old heads we make music for us and like our friends right and they're and like whatever music they're into it's not not it's not necessarily the same people that you're gonna listen to right it's like that golden age versus like now what it is now yeah yeah like it's like there's like i've i've always had this kind of like um assumption like yeah there's always gonna be common talib most and then you're gonna have other people rapping, but then it's like, how how long has it been since like, or when's the last time, let's say, 
fucking Vince, not I'll say Vince, like Lil Nas X was the last time he uh, listened to Common Most or fucking Tell It. I doubt any. That's of what I'm saying. Yeah, like, Lil Yachty doesn't really listen to him too. Yeah, like the new 20, 20 year olds don't. They haven't really listened to like Big Your Pock or anything like that too. Or yeah, stuff the, and, and there's obviously some people that that kind of transcend that uh, mentality, like like J. Cole, Kendrick, um, J-Rock. Um, shh, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, there are some people who are still going to keep it like yeah. very, very root-ish, mm-hmm. roots-ish. And I mean, you can't really knock on them or anything. I think J. Cole and and um, Kendrick have been doing a good job with keeping up with like what's like... I don't want to say authentic, but close to like, um, what was that? What? Roots. And like they, they keep it really close to the roots. They mm-hmm. keep hip hop really close to its roots mm-hmm. while promoting like different types of like beat styles and stuff like that. It's no longer the boom bap, like yeah. samples and yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's totally it's evolved. Totally yeah, evolved it's evolved into its own thing. And it's just like at this moment in time, I mean, when it comes to hip hop, and the way I see it, it's like you just—it's just gonna let it. It's going to like evolve on its own without you, even if you touch it or try and drive it in a different in a direction. And there's there's moments where you know folks eh, who have influence that can kind of drive them in a direction. You have t- yeah, you will have those people who who um, still keep it pretty rootsist. Like you have your um, what's his name, the one that did the which the Suicide Hotline song. Logic, logic, yeah. You will still have like Logic, Joey, badass, J Cole, like, and you'll have like other people mm. behind them yes. who who will also start promoting stuff like that too. Yeah, and there's like, a, like there's like another generation after them that that they will kind of go up, um, right, and take up on their whatever. And you'll always have your like your pop, your popish. Oh, for sure, the people that are that are out there just to just to make the money off their music. That's yeah, fine too, and, and that's, that's fine. fine. That is completely fine. Do you think that the direction it's going, that the direction that hip hop is going, is going to be like, like so far out there that like the people who are into it don't understand like what it's about? Okay, no, no, actually, it was like a different direction. I mean, that's a good point, but it's more like, well, going back to like the whole Drake argument because I know I was just reading all all about Drake and shit about pop culture, right? Okay, is that like is Drake one of these like? few figures that is writing this uh, rap is pop culture and then we won't see another person like that for a really long time because like obviously like there's a lot of people who admire Kendrick Mm -hmm. but Kendrick's music is not the same as Drake's correct you know because like Drake ever since he came out with So Far Gone it's like he's always had pop and R&B and rap at this kind of like influence that's why he sings and shit like that's that's the controversy that brought him onto the scene like right. he's not a rapper he's just fucking singing right so it's like and like is there gonna be another one off this new wave of people who are like <laughs> they just gotta auto-tune in and be like, <laughs> so is it, is it gonna be like what I guess I'm trying to say is is Lil Nas X or anybody in this next generation going to have that big crossover appeal to 
pop mainstream culture because that's the thing. It's like a lot of people recognize Drake for his pop and mainstream culture. Right. Hmm. That is a good question. I don't know. Because like, right. who are like the newer rappers right now that's not... Because like... It's like Little Yachty, Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Super Duper Kyle, but I think he's not as popular as the rest of them, but... I've I've grown to like Tony One Savage. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to. I've, I've, I'm still trying. Um, I can't. I'm still trying, <laughs> but I can't at the moment. I cannot. <laughs> so I think his rhyming style so bad. It's because it sounds so offbeat. Yes, it I, does. I totally understand. It, it sounds does. so offbeat. I know what he's trying to say. It's like good lyrically. Like it's very street. But it, the delivery is it's off-putting. So, it's very yeah, off-putting. It's, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like that song a lot with him and J. Cole. I just oh. could not get into it. <laughs> blah, 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 A lot. A lot. A lot. Like, the words before that, like, don't rhyme, though. Like, I mean, like, Lupe did that better. Like, Lupe could, like, do that same delivery, fucking, but he'll make it, like, rhyme better. who brought it up the other week. We were talking about... Um, Lupe Fiasco and I was like yeah man after Food and Liquor 2 like he just dropped the fuck off man like he just didn't make good music just he totally went on like a huge, he just like, stopped making woke, good music woke, like, like it's too woke it's too woke yeah his music went way too woke <laughs> I mean that might be another podcast episode I don't want to get in too deep but oh too woke yeah 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 we'll talk about that next. <laughs> that's my argument like I hate <laughs> I hate that shit. Well, anyways, so okay, let's take that. Like, okay, so musically, we we can accept. Like, okay, it's now being integrated into part of pop music. Like, yeah, because it's just like everywhere. Because is Drake more of a rapper or is he more of just a pop star? Because he's, I think he's just a pop star. I think he's a point. pop star for sure. I think he's definitely a pop star that can rap. That's like saying, that's like that's like Justin this, Bieber. The fuck, Justin Bieber raps. <laughs> He did on that one, like, Westwood <laughs> video clip. <laughs> well, anyways. No, but yeah, I would consider him more of a pop star. Because, like, it's like saying the lead singer from Red Hot Chili Peppers is a rapper. He's not. He just uses rap. Like, it's, it's a it's a tool for him to use. It's fine. He does it mm-hmm. decently well. Like, Drake uses rap. It's like Limp Biscuit. Like, <laughs> do you remember Limp Biscuit as a rapper or a rock band or a fucking rock band? Red Durst? Yeah, it, that's a rock band. That's a heavy rock band to me. <laughs> but he raps, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he does totally, rap. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Drake is a pop idol, but using rap and hip hop like elements to it. And I think that's fine. But if you were to tell me like is Drake like a good rapper, I'd be like, no, Drake is a garbage no. rapper. But he, he is he like makes, a good he makes good music. Yeah, that's the he thing. makes really good popular music using hip hop and rap elements. Yes. And that's fine. Yes. I think what pisses Purists off is it because it it's so close to home. And also probably people will say like Drake's the best rapper in the world. And people are like, What the fuck? No, he's not. Like I think that would like Gets get pure super. Lit. Yeah, I I totally understand. Um, but yeah, I, Drake does not make fucking lines that fucking. <laughs> or he doesn't push like ah uh, like yeah he doesn't push like social issues or anything like that. No, and that's he push heartbreaks, which is really good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh my! He's, but he's like that's like at this point in time. Do we think that 
Kanye West is a pop star rapper. It's like the almost the same argument. Mm, no, because Kanye's roots were different, though. Kanye has always been a part of like, like he was before. True, yeah, Kanye yeah, was, he was. He was already he was producer, on like the blueprint. Producer. You're right. Yeah, he was You're right. on the blue. He was a pr- producer. He was doing rap stuff already. And like, um, what do you call that? Um, college dropout was that was a hip hop rap album. Oh, like shit, that man. was just samples <laughs> and Kanye beats and rapping like it, it was good like that was that and B were like in Commons B were like to transition into like this is now gonna be like super pop like pop is heading toward a different direction kind of thing you know I think Kanye is one of the first people to like finally get it out like to incorporate like the old yeah. school to the new school kind yeah, of thing okay I'll, I'll, I'll give you that because I mean 808 Heartbreak 808 and Heartbreaks was, was definitely was not a, not a fucking rap album, dude. No, it was not. It had rap <laughs> elements, and that's but. the thing. It's like, yeah, I I hated that album, but you, there are, um, you, you know, interview. You loved it. No, no, you oh, like Dark I, Fantasy. You like Dark Fantasy. Dark Fantasy because that was yeah. to me that was a really good rap album and just hip hop. But yeah, I mean, if you look at what 808s and uh, Heartbreak did for like the culture, you know, there wouldn't be. Cuddy, there wouldn't be uh, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, right? Because of the way that um, Kanye approached that album. I mean, yeah, I obviously fucking hated, it and a lot of fucking purists hated that album, right? Cause it's because like, it was not boom bap. This is samples. This is fucking like, trash. Yeah, I mean, I like 808 and Heartbreaks. I think it was a good as an artistic piece. It was really good. But it's as fair. a rap album, I that's it's fair. hard to say. No, that's yeah. totally fair. Just like when I when I straight up defend my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy as like my favorite Kanye album, they're like, no way! Like Why college, not call dropout. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, dude. Like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was like the fucking best. That's like, and you can also use a, that like argument with Donald Glover too. He's like, okay, is is his R and B album like does that still make him a rapper? Kind of, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, which is an amazing album. By yeah, the way. yeah, was, yeah. Did you see Guava Island? By the I, way, I have not seen it. Yeah, Everyone's talking it's, about it's, it. It's 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 fun. I don't okay. want to say fun, but it's like an interesting kind of like experience of like a short. I don't want to say short, but like an hour long musical. But it's not like song, song, was it, songs. Was it done at Coachella or no? Um, like, why do I hear? Why am I hearing that during like Coachella's time? Oh, because during the first weekend of Coachella, he released the video on YouTube. The, so, like two weeks, two weekends ago. Ah. Uh. So I mean, it's 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 a narrative that has a lot of musical, uh, like they break out in song and shit. So it's pretty cool. Is it an R and B kind of thing, or is it hip hop? No, no, it, it's it's. Definitely Donald Glover. It's both. It's hard to tell. No, because Donald, Glover, Donald Glover is like an artist. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know how to classify him. Well, because like what you call like he he's a good musician. He performed in the in the film. Um, this is America, mm-hmm. and he also did uh, that summertime magic song. Right, and uh, one of the other ones from um, <laughs> the, the 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 Soul album. I don't know oh, the fucking the name of I it. Awaken. 
Awaken My Love or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I don't remember what the album's called. <laughs> I was like, you know, the one with the face. <laughs> the one with the face. I know that. Okay, so we'll take like some music. Like we can. Okay, we'll, we'll just come to the conclusion. Like, yeah, that's this is how music is. So going back now, like let's take other like aspects of it. How hip hop has influenced other parts of like our pop culture, and the biggest one is going to be fashion. And oh yeah, for street, sure. Street, the quote, quote unquote street, street wear. wear, street wear, and like how it evolved from like the eighties and nineties into now, which is like pretty amazing like now it's would you yes. say it's like super manufactured and commercialized and stuff like yes. that like Hasan Minaj put it the best is like if Jonah Hill can do that <laughs> it's you know that like street fashion is like on a new different level and that's knock on Jonah Hill no it, it's in I was talking about this with JV in, in the preparation for this episode is that yeah, I mean, there's a there's obviously a tie-in and a correlation to like what Supreme is now, 2019, what it's been for like the last maybe like in the 90s when they first opened up. In yeah, Japan, and, or and 2000s. And when co- they first co- Japan. Uh, coincidentally, yeah, the 25th year anniversary of Supreme, 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like this skate company that was just you know doing its thing, just like if there was like Epic. Or like, because <laughs> like, Willie's workshop and shit. Right. So like, okay, Supreme was the East Coast to what Stussy was in the West Coast, right? Pretty much. In 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 fashion and a lot they of lore, skate, yes. Surfer, yeah, lore thing. All right, this is the origin story. <laughs> a bunch of surfers the, and skaters came around and started like to like the random folks in. <laughs> like, where do you skate in New York? I mean, where do you uh, surf in New York? <laughs> you don't. You don't. Yeah, that's definitely like a Stussy kind of thing. So. Yeah, so back then, that was definitely. I, I'm, okay, let's go in America first. Because I think Japan totally Japan took it to Hong a different Kong. direction. Yeah. Shout out to Sifu Eugene Chan. Oh, damn. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a shout out to Our, all, Hiroshi all, Fujiwara. All our overseas listeners, all three of you. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what we're talking about. Anyways, go on. But yeah, in America, like, it was always... A... So for me, like, when I think of street fashion, mm-hmm. it's always about, like, who you identified yourself with and, like, what you did, right? And back then, it was, like, the subculture was pop. That That's why, like, I felt like hip-hop and, like, punk rock got along so well. Because there were, so, were two subcultures, right? And it kind of, like, mm-hmm. blended styles a little bit. And yes. I think like the first time like you you would actually see like a premium quote unquote premium like street style is when someone got like featured in Street Check. <laughs> okay, not street. I'm not going there. Yet. <laughs> but the moment you felt someone went premium is when someone wore like a Nautica jacket with like Levi's or something like that or Dickies or like something like super like high class versus and pairing it with something like ubiquitous. Big West. Yes. Right. So, and then, like, and these subcultures, like, people started doing, like, yeah, this is good. Like, we're we're outsiders. We're not mainstream, you know. Like, I'm, I'm not wearing Ralph Lauren or anything. And I'm then wearing, 20, like, big 25 ass. years later, it's like the subculture has become mainstream. And the subculture has yeah, become so like mainstream. The, and and yeah. the many episodes that we talk about streetwear, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, like the, the things you wear will for sure like signify and you're playing part of like the uniform of like what culture you identify with, right? Right. So right. like if you're a hip hopper, you're going to wear like it was Fubu. Like Fubu, you're going to wear your Triple 5 soul or fucking your Echo. Yeah. Did they wear Echo? Yes. Okay. Then you know, like you're going to wear these things that to signify you're part of the culture. Right, you're going to wear Wu-Tang beanies and stuff like that. Yeah, too. but now it's like if it's so it's, it's kind of blended a little bit yeah and and you can obviously kind of credit instagram because of the spread of culture through social Definitely. media without right? a doubt yeah so it's like the the cat and mouse of like subculture and mainstream culture and kind of like it happened yeah it, it's gonna yeah. happen and that's and, where we're at with hip-hop right now right and that's how how much hip-hop has influenced like fashion wear and that's how influence like quote-unquote street wear because streetwear takes like different forms, but it's definitely related. It's pretty related to hip hop culture. Hip-hop oh, so fashion. so here's my supreme rant for okay. this episode. Go ahead. So I was going to say tomorrow, but tomorrow's Wednesday. But um, on Thursday of this week, their Supreme is releasing a collaboration with Savorsky Diamonds. Okay. Because it's their 25th anniversary, so they're doing something special. Something special. So they're. Rumors are that they're going to make a, a box logo t-shirt with um, diamonds. Fuck that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's, but, what but, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is so fucking stupid because like Supreme has so much cachet and culture now in 2019 just because of fucking rappers wearing it. Like you saw fucking ASAP Rocky wear the Supreme Louis Vuitton shirt and all the whole Supreme Louis, Louis Vuitton outfit in Paris a couple of years ago. And it's like, that's that moment where you have the fucking like this subculture of skate New York style and, and you know, this New York uh, street streetwear from nine from the 90s and the early 2000s. Like, boom, it's mainstream. That's why fucking kids you know, teenagers want to buy Supreme. Because they want to fill up there. Yeah. I'm like, shit, man. <laughs> okay, so... Like, ah, Supreme. <laughs> I, you know, okay, but the thing about Supreme, too, is that you got to think about their CEO. Their CEO does not dress like their fashion line. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, so that's a weird disconnect. Jens Jebbia? Yeah. So that's a weird disconnect, but I can't hate on him because he's making good business choices. Like, Supreme has always been that brand that's sold out like that's their the business of fight man yeah the business is their business model is really really good because it's so good that it's stupid it's yeah it's so good that it's stupid and i think like the aftermarket makes more money than the actual company oh itself. without a doubt man yeah, but then that that makes like the what is it so the brand equity is so fucking high i mean it's a billion dollar company right i think it's reaching a billion dollars right now sure but, i'll take your word for it but um so just to drop some weird stuff on it, it all like what Supreme is kind of goes against what street fashion was like not about. Street fashion was for the people who couldn't afford it. Street fashion was like mm. about like the non bourgeoisie like class. Okay. But then now it's kind of getting that way. It's like it's like okay, it's a seven dollar hoodie now. It's like, well, I can't afford that like the normal street person cannot afford that yeah so that's where i think like then when like virgil comes in with off-white mm-hmm. that is like the first legit street high-end brand you know what i mean it's kind of like the the louis vuitton of like high fashion because 
technically Louis Vuitton is at the bottom spectrum of high fashion compared to other brands that are with way more than Louis Vuitton. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. But, I but see you what see you how mean. but Louis Vuitton's so popular because it's still affordable compared to other other luxury brands. brands. Yeah, right. yeah. So this is what Supreme is, this is what off white is compared to like the hundreds or something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's a different there is a there's way a different market and there's a different yeah, it's like the different signifiers because of the price points. Right. And if you go back to I'm gonna pull up some like business knowledge, but <laughs> go ahead. One of the like one of the things the reason why people buy into products is one, it's either to promote status, two, it's to like make their life more convenient. Oh fuck capitalism. Yeah, that's capitalism. <laughs> and and I'll, you you can sell anything if it's based on making people people feel good, and this is the reason why Supreme works so well because they market, they collaborate with high end people, and by having those high end people like make you go like, yeah, I want that too. You know what I mean? Making the kids like want that, people gotta buy into that because they want to feel like they want to feel like Kanye, they want to feel like Aesop Rocky. Hey, Aesop Rocky, you know. But at the end of the day, fuck it, because I'm just copying unique Hey. They all gonna get woke in the future, don't worry, man. Like when they all turn thirty, they'd be like I wanna show up Uniqlo. But did you I like solids. On a on a side note, did you see that uh um Uniqlo is uh dropping a Marvel? Oh. No, a collection uh with I don't I don't wanna say Disney. Well, no, with Marvel. Star Wars. Okay, yeah, I saw that. With Jun Takahashi, um, no way. Nigo, and I mean, obviously, Nigo's already yeah. part of the Uniqlo like, I'll, um, I'll rant about team. that next. But, like, uh, and Takahashi's the guy. On it? Yeah, Jun Takahashi, and then Jun Takahashi of um, Undercover? Undercover, yes. And then um, the other uh, guy from WTEPS. Fuck, I forgot. Yeah. I don't remember. So they, they, they announced that they're going to have a collection coming up this so summer. those guys, all of them are going to coll- collaborate yeah, with Star Wars. Yeah. Fucking Nego. See, that's what I'm saying. Is like the, the, but like, even right now, like when you go to Uniqlo, just, just talking about the, the commerce of hype, like t-shirts are $15 for legit like artist fucking graphic tees. Example, big example, cause. Cause I have yeah, fucking I, like three pieces of it. Cause shit. Yeah, for fifteen dollars, and I still have one of his original fake shirts that I bought for eighty five dollars when I was in Irvine. Yeah, and there was no fucking original fake anymore. Right, there's no more. So I'm still holding on to that shirt. But the fact that like he's okay. So let me get back on this. So, <laughs> ne- so what's crazy about like streetwear is that someone like Nigo, who's like one of like the biggest icons of streetwear. Yes. Is now working with a, um, a an accessible brand like Uniqlo. Yes, he is the creative director of like Uniqlo's collaboration pieces yes. and stuff like that. That's fucking genius. Like that's what's so like mind blowing about it for me because I'm like, well, he's spreading out to like the masses and like yeah, that kind of goes against what Shiro was about in the first place. Yeah, it's right. This like is Hiroshi re- Fujiwara yeah. like said really, like called called him out really on like like why. Why are you making it for the masses? Like, streetwear is about the culture. It's about keeping it tight knit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, and, and and streetwear like hip hop, like punk, like skate. It's it's in this cat and mouse with 
with mainstream culture because it's always going to be yeah it, like i in the run-up in the conversations to this episode me and jv were saying how like you know when when you have um a generation like ours that was really into a lot of things growing up. The nineties is the golden generation of any culture. I'll tell you that right now. Cause Anything. yeah. Cause any like, culture. It was like, we were saying how like, okay, like we were into hip hop. We were into skate. Um, some of us surfed on the West coast. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ryan, Ryan surfed. Um, Rezo. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did everything. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the Renaissance man. of Yeah. And then culture. there was, and then, oh shit, you got me fucked up on my head. <laughs> and then there was. Oh no, and then it was, and, and then when it comes to just like the stuff you liked, and it was like, we listened to a lot of music. We listened to pop pop, we listened to hip hop, we listened to. Aqua. We listened to shitty uh, pop music. Share. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> random shit from the internet, right? But then it's like you have the the youth culture now. It's like it's Billie like, Eilish, who's the greatest pop singer. Currently. You know what? Like I, Billie Eilish is. I love actually, Billie she's, Eilish. She's actually really good. She's fucking great. because she's like an artist to the like and in the, in the essence of like she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. That's why I love Billie Eilish. Because like I appreciate like her songs because it's like for I don't it's a, in it's an improper comparison but like when you think of like Florence and the Machine like mm-hmm. like I think of Florence and the Machine and Florence is like she's a fucking singer like mm-hmm. right she to me like that, that that's her thing but she's not necessarily an artist like Billie Eilish you know Billie Eilish also helps produce the beats too right she also does the music calendar oh too. she does she, I didn't know with that. her and her brother do it yeah oh. you should watch the Switch on Popped episode about <laughs> Billie Eilish me. it's We're fucking plugging good. other people's podcasts hey sorry but we, we didn't even stop for break yeah We're, it's like 47 minutes in <laughs> you wanna do a break real quick no. <laughs> okay. Do you want to just say, well, let's just... No, okay, finish your thought about <laughs> I kind of derailed you. You bit. fucking derailed me. I was just going to... Okay, my thought, just to close it out, and before we go to break, we'll do whatever. To close out my thought, I'm just going to say that our generation, we listened to everything. We did everything that we could have access to. And then you have this current generation where it's like... um the diversity of what they listen to. And this this is obviously me fucking being, sounding like old man. It's like the diversity of what's out there, especially in pop music, it's going to be dictated by like Drake and things that sound like Drake. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's that diversity of what you're into and what you, um, and what you listen to that's just missing in the, the disconnect between generations. And break! Break. So I like learning about new things, and one of my biggest like intake of information is through audiobooks. And Audible actually has a really big collection of audiobooks. And if you actually go to audibletrial.com slash difficult to please, you can start a 30-day free trial. And one of the books I recommend is Josh Kaufman's Personal MBA. And you learn about different concepts in business and how you can apply it everywhere. And that's helped me like understand uh, this week's topic when we talked about like the trend in hip hop into pop culture and fashion and whatnot. And it like gives me a clear understanding of like, oh, these are good business models or I can understand why they're trying to do it this way. Again, the link is audibletrial.com slash difficult to please. I really recommend this book. I think anyone who like listens to it would really greatly benefit from it. 
All right, and we're back. Thanks to our sponsors, me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> My long ass rant. Thanks, thanks to our sponsors, uh, the federal tax returns. <laughs> Wait, what? No, like you don't get tax return money. I got hella tax return money, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Lame joke. Cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flew over my head. Okay. So earlier we talked about the 90s being like the golden age. Like for me, I love the 90s. I think it was the golden age for everything in pop culture, everything in hip hop, everything in like anime, rock, video yeah, games, anime, anything. It's fucking amazing. Anything. SNS, whatever. And I'm not trying to say this to be nostalgic too. And I'll make some like points why. So okay, I want to go back to the fashion scene I love the most, and that's yes. like Japanese like streetwear. And like as much as I love American streetwear, like I never mm-hmm. wore like Fubu Echo whatever. Right. I think the most I ever wore was like a Hurley shirt at the time. That, well, anyways. Okay. So compared to now. In the 90s, like, street fashion had, like, such a different sense. Like, earlier I was saying, like, oh, yeah, it's it represented who you were and, like, what you fucked with, right? Yes. And then, like, you had, then, like, someone like Fujiwara mm-hmm. went to America, came back and brought hip-hop to Japan, pretty much. Like, he yes. was, like, the he's con- considered the godfather of, like, streetwear and, like, street yes. culture and whatnot. And it's just so crazy how, like, how all that's evolved because japan's always kept it very um they they have a revolving door like styles they have the forest girl style they have like the harajuku style the blah blah mm-hmm. blah like there's i feel like japan tokyo like urahara is like the mecca of like fashion like you you can try out anything there and that's gonna be like and i think that's what happened in america is like they found out like that's why supreme and like all the other Western stores like came over there because they found out like, yeah, like these people are taking like hip hop influences too, and like maybe we can have a market here and whatnot. And like you, you saw that when like Kanye and Pharrell started like oh yeah collaborating with Nico, and that's when you knew for sure like street fashion is now yes like the that the bizarre and like kind of outlandish Japanese style yes. mix it in with like hip hop that's gonna be the new especially with Bape Nigo's Bape was like, like the one that kind of like sealed the deal I don't wanna say sealed the deal rather it kind of that was the gateway brand to like cross over into streetwear right yeah I, I mean think granted they, granted I'll say like Dilla did wear Stussy <laughs> no no and that's fine like but then like Stussy still had yes. this, their niche but then I felt like Bape was more global. You know what I mean? Like, there, there was a lot of influence like Kid from Cuddy, Bape. Yes. Kid at, Cudi at wore Bape hoodies. Like yes. A lot of people rapped about wearing, like, I got me some bathing night. Yes. Well, Soldier like, Boy, right? Even, yeah, that was Soldier Boy. Um, like, if you like look Pharrell at... Pharrell did it, too. Yeah, like, if you look at old magazines, like, old complexes, I remember, like, you can... you There was a lot of ads... From LRG at the time that had a lot of hip hop. That's right. There was, was a lot of roots. Was, there was a lot of. That was Beastie um, Boys, right? LRG was Beastie, or was that Extra Large? Extra Large. Extra Large was. Beastie Boys. I, was it MCA or was it? I forgot who, but yeah, I think that they were closely connected to um, Beastie Boys. Yes, Beastie and Boys, and that was really Japan, big in Japan yeah, too. Yeah, Extra Large was big in Japan, but definitely LRG was like one of those kind of underground like streetwear brands yeah i actually like that because because of the amount of um 
um, advertising advertisements that they were doing with a lot of rappers, and that was like one of the first brands. But then like Babe, yeah, (laughs) Babe when Kanye, Pharrell, Pharrell, brought it over with you know, and then the clips Pharrell started wearing it. Um, that yeah, that changed everything. Yeah, that was like all right. This is like kind of like the higher brand because like Mm -hmm. Babe was always a. the designer's streetwear kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely a high Yeah, it was street. not. It was, like, the first Supreme. Yeah, because no, really. no one at the time was... It. No normal, everyday kid was going to buy a $300 hoodie. Unless you're... The, unless you're me. JV. Like, fucking... <laughs> I'm going to use my Starbucks money to buy two Bape hoodies. <laughs> but we also had Kid Robot at the time. We had Kid Robot. We had Carmelo. I mean, there, was, had, there was a big, you know... It was definitely Bape. They were all following suit after Bape, for sure. Yes. For sure. Yes. Because, like, at that time, the Holy Trinity was Bape, Stussy, BBC. Oh, yeah. And then now it's, what? I don't know. It's Palace, Supreme, and this other one. The one that starts with a K. Kith? I think so. I think those are the new three Trinities right now. Which is cool. There there is a lot of brand value in, in all of those, yes. Supreme never made their own shoes, though. Bapestas. <laughs> that took from the Air Force One. That was the most gangsterous ass move ever. Yes. <laughs> I never owned a Bapesta, so I don't know. I but. think well there's there's some collabs that are pretty like pretty decent. Like the stuff like the authorized stuff from uh Adidas and Babe is pretty interesting. Hell yeah, yeah. They um, just released another one. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, they, what else did they do? Fucking, I'm blanking out. <laughs> With Adidas or Bape? Um, Bape. Bape also did a an adult line called Mr. Bathing Ape before Nico. That was like the last thing Nico did before he left. Where before they did, he sold it, right? Yeah, before he, he like at, during that line, he he tried to do a little bit more adult style. He tried to do a little bit more like uh, United Arrows and Sun kind of style, uh, where you. he started like. Doing suits and ties and stuff like that and like loafers. I was like, those are pretty sick, but I'm not gonna pay six hundred dollars for that. That's like, uh, I know the Savorsky Diamond Supreme is gonna come out. I'm like, so the, I might, I, I might buy it and flip the shit out of that. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a good market. I would actually buy it and flip it too. But I would never wear it. But that's the thing. Like now, is it like people are doing it for the money, or is it the kind of like? You know, like someone like me, like I'll, I'm down one. Just be for like, the fucking money, man. Right. It's, That's what I would actually do for it. I would flip it for the money. Flip. But then what does that say about the person? Though? Like, does it say like, oh, Supreme isn't like the brand you rock. It's like the ba- It's like the brand you make money off of, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's the same thing as fucking like the arguments we've been saying about hip hop and pop. It's like, it's just what is it that? Is. Is how it is. It's just how it is now. Like, if 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 the market is saying. If you buy a Supreme shirt at, let's say, out the door, it's $50, you're going to, but that same shirt is going to resell online or in other stores, co-signment, is going to sell for at least 200 It's a good profit. But fuck, man. That's, that's yeah. easy economics, man. That's easy you economics. You just have to fucking do it. So, okay, what do you say about the kids who will work, like, who will go to the store they bought the shirt. Like, they waited the six hours in line to go in there, buy the shirt, just to rock it. That's fine, too. That's fine, right? I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's fine, too. But, but if you were that kid who bought it for $200. To flip? That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's the thing. It's like, 
just the way that other artists and and people who come into like music and and especially rap it's like yeah you're gonna have the small fraction of people like a j cole like a kendrick like a joy badass um they're still true who are true to the art form of what hip-hop and rap is but then you're gonna have like Lil uzi bird you're gonna have a little pump little zan fucking little yachty little yachty kyle hey don't include (laughs) kyle in that that's what i'm saying it's like you're gonna have (laughs) and then you can have like these rappers that have like are very um super duper like like uh, polarizing like like drake and wheezy and like more Drake than Wheezy, but yeah, yeah. It, it's it's hard to classify Drake. It's like, like you, you could you, yeah. you have to respect Drake and what he's done. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many entry points, and like, yeah, like J Cole might be the guy who's gonna fucking stand in line for uh, the Supreme Nas shirt, but he's gonna wear it versus somebody like a little Yachty who's just gonna get in line and just flip it. It's the same shit. Is it? It's like the arguments we're fucking making. Okay. All around, it's full circle, JB. Full okay. fucking circle. Which is like a closing. <laughs> the internet kind of changed that because, like, in the '90s and early 2000s, we were one of those people who were less accessible to everything around the world. Like, okay. I remember when you bought me the panda hat, you had to actually call Hawaii. Yes. To like get it ordered. Yes. Nowadays, you could do it in a, like super like in a click, and they'll ship it to you. Yes. So, but for us back then, it was you had to wait in front of like. Oh, five and a dime. You had to wait in oh, front of yeah. the armory in front of us oh, and blend. What a time. Yeah. Like, you actually had to do that. <laughs> what a time. Yeah, you had to do that. So, there was, like, it was a little bit more closed circle with, like, street fashion back then. But now it's so global. It's like. Yes. Oh, like, I could rock the same shit from, as anybody else. Like, a, that's not an issue now. But back then, it used to be, like. Yeah, if you want to get original fake, you had to be in Japan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. um so, so, what, you, so what do you want to say? So do you think like it kind of lost its authentic, like authenticity a little bit? Like sh- streetwear is like no longer niche. Like that's why it's it's so global now. Like everyone has access to it. Just because everyone ha- like follows the hashtag and dresses the same. <laughs> yeah, everyone follows the hashtag, guess uh, dresses the same, and they all can go. They all look like same. fucking like ninjas, <laughs> like fucking Jonas. <laughs> like what? Like what? Jonin? Oh, like Kona? Yeah, Kono yeah, yeah. Jonin? Oh my! I thought you were trying to say like some Kinja shit. No, I mean the internet has changed everything, and, and it's and, made everything closer. Yes, and and when you think of like what niche and what the streetwear is, what used to be like this centralized, localized culture, right? Mm-hmm. Has has made everything so connected and and i was thinking about this i think in one of my classes in college uh like 10 years ago was that yeah the san francisco style is way different from the yeah it's like shit man crazy then when you think about it like when you have this uh global culture right if if you can game with somebody overseas or you know you can exchange ideas because of the internet it's hard to kind of stand out stand out right yeah, you're no longer unique you're just like <laughs> like the people who tried so hard to be like everybody else is now like everybody else now like, <laughs> yeah that's the, and that's the thing it's like it's it's for it's like when you experience japan you're gonna be like immersed into it you're gonna be like oh shit like streetwear culture is crazy here because it's so different you gotta you got a convergence of like 
the different like styles, right? Like I followed an Instagram account that um that documents kind of like the different uh the styles of like clothing and shit like that. And it's 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 very interesting because you know, like you said, it's like that's very localized, especially to Harajuku, right? Right. For and what it, it is. It goes way beyond that too. Like if you say like street style in Japan, it's like Okay, what kind of street style in Japan? Because there's so many. Yeah, so okay, and then if you think about like what street style, like it's a, let's just say like a, a generic menswear street style, what it is now in the states. Yes, just just yeah. just as a kind of like a the default, right? It has a simple template. Yeah. yeah, versus okay, then you look. What does that mean in in the UK? What does that mean in in Germany and all these other places of like. Um, I don't want to say like traditional um, uh, fashion leaders or like culture leaders and shit like that, mm-hmm. like a like a Milan, like Paris, and all all these other traditional capitals. Where, I mean, even now, I, you know, there's been a movement, especially with like Seoul Fashion Week and you know Tokyo Fashion Week and shit like that. So there's there's definitely difference and what style is but it's like it's traveling and it's starting to blend in all together right i agree i have no thought did i did i did i did i, did I, did I answer your question <laughs> no you did yeah okay yeah, i was like no, ah no. man it was like a really long winded because it was a bit long but i know what you're doing you know what i'm saying like street culture i mean <sighs> yeah it doesn't have a face it's not it just not it's anymore, not just yeah it's not just a t-shirt, hoodie, and kicks, and mm, yeah, Japanese denim. You know what I mean? It's not just <laughs> that anymore. It's it, it. I think that's how it is in America for sure. Yes, I think that's how it is. But if you really want to like hit street fashion on a like on a global scale, it's different wherever you go. It's gonna be totally different. And I think Japan's like one of the eyes you look at at that. Japan and Paris are the or. Japan and France are the two places you look at if you want to really look at like forward-thinking um, street fashion. How does that tie back into fucking our original topic? Hip hop. Yeah. Because hip hop's influenced like these markets. Ah, gotcha. That. <laughs> Come on. I, I just said like the hoodie, the 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 jeans. The... It's, it's just have to be fucking explicit sometimes, man. Because I was like, you know, you gotta tell that shit back. Because okay. I know, because because fucking full disclosure in the run up, we're like, well, the 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 streetwear fashion wear was gonna be a subtopic of of the hip hop one. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm I'm saying like that's what. Okay, so if we're gonna talk musically. I'm just saying hip hop is has penetrated all these different genres, right? Yes. And same with like, and then when hip hop, when it comes to fashion, it's penetrated, like, the popular wear and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? It it's hit global, like street fashion plus hip hop is now global kind of thing. And it kind of like was the same way with music, like hip hop and rap plus country and all this is now global. Like you can hear it. Every it's it's normal. It's the new norm kind of thing. Dude, that's it. Yeah, that's it for today. All right, it's been episode eight. eight. Sorry, uh, sorry, Pyrrhus, but it's a new, it's a new wave. Got horses in the back. Horses in the back. <laughs> Wrangler jeans. Peace. Peace.